You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ. Welcome to My Hammers 11 and today I'm joined by, um, I think it's fair to say, West Ham podcast royalty. Oh, nice feel? Yeah, <laughs> Host on, of Stop, Stop Hammer Time podcast, it's Phil Williams. Hi Phil, how are you? Hi Russ, how's it going? Um, uh, uh, the, the thunderous rain has just stopped uh, anyway. here. Uh, yeah. It is it's horrible out there. It's horrible. There's lots of lots of thunder and lightning just after the uh, just after the NHS clap yesterday, and I thought that was actually a continuation of the clapping, not the actual uh, thunder. But yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like a rain dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so um, the idea of this channel is quite a simple. Idea is to find out about your Hammers Eleven. Um, we interview right. people all over the world, lots of different ages, to find out the players that you sort of had the most. Uh, it might be best players the worst players the, the fans favorites so Russ, I've, got, I've got to warn you i have given this a disproportionate amount of thought do you know what i love it phil i love it i've got a lot of spare time we've had some that's the thing everyone's got spare time and everyone's watching rob banks's youtube stuff again yeah, yeah. review so you're like coming up i had a, yeah. uh, we had robert on there the other day and um, his was was brilliant as well some some unusual choices yeah so if you haven't seen that go back and see that one when, it, when it's up are they um, are they up yet are they up on youtube they're yet? going up gradually right. um so right. and there'll be a couple up today and every drip feeding and i'll let you know when yours is up as well um but right. yeah it should be good i watched fun. all of um i watched all of rob's uh season 1991 yesterday oh, brilliant it's like the Netflix, isn't it? You've got to complete it. It's like yeah. you've done Tiger King and now you've got yeah, to yeah. do the West Ham seasons. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, but what we're doing first is just to you know, go down nostalgic lane a little bit, is find out a few things about each guest. So in terms of their sort of West Ham experiences. So for yeah. you, Phil, what was your earliest West Ham memory? My earliest memory uh, is um, seeing pictures of them in the back pages of the newspaper because... Yeah. Um, uh, these pictures of uh, Billy Bonds with his long hair and his beard and his kind of gold necklace and sort of socks rolled down. He had Graham Padden, uh, Patsy Holland with his kind of afro at its biggest. And they looked like a rock band or something yeah. covered in mud. They sort of, 
there was something really cool about them. Even Trevor Brooking, uh, the, the quite uptight um, uh, Dudley Do Right, Trevor Brooking had big sideies at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank Lampard Senior was very sort of scruffy. You had yeah, Padden, uh, and they just looked like a rock. They didn't look like any other football team. They looked like a sort of they looked like Leonard Skinner or some sort of rock band. And um, so they were always kind of interesting to me. And my dad, um, my dad was not all that interested in football, really. And mm. uh, he was also away for two thirds of every year. He was a sailor. So when he came back and I started to be interested in football, he went, oh, well, I'll take you to a game. So for the first few games, we went to whatever London club he just picked out. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Chelsea, we went to Charlton, we went to... Palace. Uh, we went to all of them. But um, uh, because I started to take an interest in West Ham, um, that was sort of perfect for him because I grew up in uh, Bromley in South London and the Blackwall Tunnel uh, sort of took you, it was really easy to get to East London from yeah, Bromley. Straight down, yeah. Also, the ships he worked on docked at Pilbury. So perfect. he knew that he did that drive every day. He knew it. But also, for someone that wasn't all that interested in football, he meant he had something to talk to the dockers about because yeah. you know he was on the engineering side, he was chief engineer. So they basically have to uh, sort of liaise with all of the engineers on the ship, but also the dockers and stuff like that. So, um, so taking me to West Ham kind of was a bit of a win-win for him as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was so my first game, I think. Um, I don't remember much about it. Um, it, it I'm fairly sure it was against Wolves because my memory of the gold, the gold shirt of the opposition mm. team, um, that feels like quite a strong memory. But that would have been, you know, the 70s, sort of mid 70s yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, early mid 70s. That seems very convenient, doesn't it? How it was sort of slotted into place for you and your dad. So, yeah. And then, and then so that's sort of your first memory. What, yeah, what would you say in your illustrious West Ham supporting career? Um, was your greatest memory? And it doesn't have to necessarily be a game. It could be you yeah. know, bumping into your favourite player of all time or something like that. Yeah, I mean, when we started to do the podcast, yeah. um, we had a well-known West Ham fan. So I know Ray Winston did one fairly early on. But the first time we had an ex-player on, and... I don't think we've really, it, it occurred to us that you could have ex-players on. Yeah. And now we've had quite a lot. We've had quite a lot of boys of 86 and stuff like that. The first player we had on, um, uh, Sam Delaney, who guests on the podcast quite a lot, mm. was at that time editor of Heat magazine. So his, his basic idea was we might be able to persuade this man to uh, come and uh, do Stop Hammer Time if he knows it's in the West End offices of a magazine that's going to have lots of very attractive... <laughs> Women working in the I'm office. Probably guess who this is going to lead to, to be honest, Phil. But carry on. You may be able to guess who it is. It's uh, <laughs> it is of course Frank McAvenny, and uh, we just sort of couldn't believe it. You know, Sam, uh, Jim, my co-host on the podcast, and myself, uh, we're just going. This is great. For, yeah. for, for gentlemen of a certain age sitting in a room chatting away with Frank McAvenny was just awesome. fantastic, and you know. Because I work a little bit in sort of show business, I, I've met a lot of, you know, well-known people, but I still get most excited about meeting sportsmen, especially sort of high-achieving sportsmen, yeah. because showbiz is something that sort of all of us can probably do. Mm. Sport is something that like a tiny, tiny, True, tiny yeah, amount yeah. of people can actually do. You know, when Akabusi first came on, 
uh, stop hammer time. It's going, this guy has stood on uh, at the top of a rostrum and had some, you know, aristocrat put a gold medal around yeah. his neck for doing something better than anybody else. And, and you know, Frank McAvenny is just someone that, you know, you watch from the stands and you just loved it. God, yeah. that guy played. So meeting Frank was just, you know, and since then, we, you know, we had a really great night at the pub with Martin Allen when he came on the podcast. And, you know, it's great. I used to love Martin Allen. I think, you know, there are players of his generation that are so underappreciated. That yeah. guy could do everything, you know. He had a shot like a missile. He had the legs, he could tackle, he, could, he was happy to run with the ball. He didn't try and get rid of it the second it came to him. Uh, yeah. yeah, Martin Allen was great. But that was the one that sort of kicked open the door for us getting ex-players was, was Frank McAvenny. And that yeah. was just a real... Amazing, really, you know. amazing experience. Right, okay, let, let's let's start because obviously we've been na- name dropping a few players now. So let's let's crack on with this eleven, Phil. Right. Now, as I said, there's a, there's a few rules. One is it has to be a four four two formation. Yeah. I was close to four four two. I've had I've yeah. been lenient in some places. Um, secondly, you have to have been alive to see them play. Obviously, um, yeah. so it's your eleven. So obviously, I couldn't put in Bobby Moore, but I could put in yeah. Andy MP. For example, yeah. Um, and thirdly, that seems is like quite a good replacement. Uh, Andy and for Bobby Moore. I Ying mean, that's, Ying or Yang. Yeah, Ying or Yang. Six of one, um, half dozen. Exactly. Um, a sliding doors type thing. And um, the last one is that um, it's your eleven, so it doesn't necessarily have to be the best players. It could be right. the worst players, or, or or whatever you want to do, Phil. I'm sure you've got a you've had, you spent a lot of time thinking about it. So I'm, a lot of time on this, Russ. I'm well, really excited to find out find out about his eleven. Let's go in now. Now, okay, who's in goal? Now, with all this Boris Johnson having a baby and <laughs> uh, this, uh, this flu that, that seems to be going around at the moment. I've heard about it, yeah. They've hid the fact that, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Great Britain has left the European Union. I did hear something now, about that, yeah. This obviously has far-reaching implications, but probably the most cataclysmic result of this is that it means that no great British players can take part in my West Ham United EU 11. Oh dear. I have selected 11 players from the European Union, which Great Britain is no longer in. Love it. Do we start? Yeah, who's in goal? Who's who's in goal? Okay, so in goal, you know, there's a few options, aren't there? Uh, We could have our current incumbent, uh, Poland's Lukas Fabianski. Uh, We could also... And I was very tempted by this. We could also have France's Bernard Lama. Bernard Lama, he uh, smokes. A, a man who, uh, a man who, if he didn't have to pick up the ball, didn't like to pick it up. He liked to try and nutmeg an advancing attacker, <laughs> run up pitch, uh, do a Rabona. You know, his. Uh, I really crazy. liked him. We only had him for, we had him for a few weeks, basically. Yeah. Uh, sort of ninety-eight, something like that. I remember him leaving the game, leaving the game really early. Or no, as we were all leaving the ground, he was pulling out of Green Street like they all used to. Yeah. That can then get stuck in the middle of the road with thirty-six thousand, right, right. and people jumping on his car, singing, "We've got Bernard Lama." He smokes probably Marlboro Light, Marlboro. I think he was. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, um, yeah. and he was like, uh, yeah, uh, it was brilliant. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. But I've um. That's who my heart would go with, have been Bernard Lama. But I, I think I've got to go for head and heart. And of course, there's only one man. It's Ludek McCluska. Yeah, of course. 
Of course, uh, you know, Russia isn't in the European Union, but fortunately, he lives near Moscow. But um, you just have to hop over the border, then another border, then another border from Russia to Belarus to Poland to the Czech Republic, which is where he's actually from. And uh, that's what qualifies the wonderful Ludek McClosko to be in uh, my 11. Lovely. You know, he's kind of, in a way, is my, my goalkeeper. I went, I went to West Ham a fair bit when I was a kid. Uh, when I was at college, I went every now and again. But I started to really go back in earnest in amongst those yo-yo years from sort of, I, I went a little bit more in 88. And then 89, I was almost back back going every week and so those sort of yo-yo years between 89 and 93 were when I started to get back into well, I've got such a lot of affection for players like Bishop and uh, uh, Michael Hughes, uh, uh, Matty Holmes, you know Morley uh, and so McCosco in a way is almost my goalkeeper so that's uh, you know so he's um, he's absolutely in. Good start. Okay left back. Yep. Now this is quite hard. Um, uh, I, it was a real struggle to find one from the European Union that wasn't uh, British. So basically, we left back to tricky position. We only ever seem to have one. We've barely ever got any backup. Yeah. I think when we have Kenny Brown, he could play at left backs behind either Dix or mm. Chris Hewton or Dix again. Uh, I might be wrong about the timings there, but basically, we've only ever had one. And uh, so this is probably the only one we had from the European Union. And it is, of course, Vladimir Labant. Labant, yeah, I was going to say, Labant yeah. is the only one I could think of, yeah. Now, <laughs> he is one of those that he, he's, a, he's a sort of Rhoda player. He might have been mm. bought at the tail end of Harry, but he's a Rhoda player. And he looked all right. He played quite a lot one season. Uh, I think it's Rhoda's seventh place finish. But... Um, the next year, he was sort of sort of just miraculously dropped for sort of no reason. Mm. Um, he looked good, and he was he was quite highly prized when he arrived. He played for both the Prague teams, Sparta mm. and uh, Slavia. Um, and in that season where we got relegated, of course, Glenn sort of fell out with everyone. Now, uh, Paolo, uh, if you misbehave, I'm going to drop you. Because no player is bigger than the club, Paolo. Yes. <laughs> Just as a lesson to you, I'm going to drop you. There you are. Oh dear, we've lost 14 games in it. You know, they they yeah, fell yeah. losing streak. I don't think it was losing. They just didn't win for no. like yeah, yeah. so long. 13 wasn't it? matches or something. Holy smoke! Like yeah, yeah. And uh, Levant was a sort of casualty of Rhoda just deciding to drop him and so you know I think he just went the next year but um, uh, there is a little bit of necessity here because he's, he's the only the only one yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. he was all right he was, he was all right. right yeah he was yeah. I think he was quite solid I remember he was very solid um, I think he had a good left foot on him as well if I remember yeah that's right he was apparently he was good at set pieces but we never really saw him take that many uh, he didn't seem to get that no one gave him the ball gave to the take nod. set pieces Okay, so uh, putting the bands on been, the Yeah. Might have been because Decanio was in that side. Decanio liked to take everything, didn't he? And if no, he would corners, fight the ball off anyway. He, so he yeah. wanted to take everything. So uh, <laughs> Throw ons. Right. So our central defensive pairing, again, this is a head versus heart issue. We could have our current pair, Angelo Ogbonna and Isidio. We Obviously could have. Obviously, they're yeah. French and Italian. Um, 
we could also have had, and I think I might have made a mistake here, but I think any pairing is, is, is okay, it's quite good. So I thought about Manuel de Costa, who, uh, apart from his uh, bad behavior in nightclubs and to women in general, uh, always looked good for us, I he thought. Was, yeah, solid. I thought he was he solid. was a big personality. He was quite a thug. Um, he had a jump on him that was unbelievable, mm. like a basketball player. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he had a shoe, he liked to shoot. So I thought yeah. he was good. Another okay. guy who was great, but uh, only played a handful of games, Hanu Tiernan. T- yes, uh, yes. Yeah, from solid. Finland. Yeah. He's Finnish. He was in the Finnish national team uh, with that Liverpool... His central defensive partner in the Finnish side was that Liverpool central defender whose name uh, evades me. Oh, anyway, is it Hippia? Sammy Hippia? Sammy Hoopia, yeah, that's I'm right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were Finland's central defensive pairing and uh, apparently a very good pairing. Um, Tiernan looked great for us. And, mm. and that was, in fact, the season after we'd sold Rio and replaced him with uh, Hayden Fox, the urinator. Um, Rigobert Song and Christian Daly and Hayden Fox. There was a problem with his work permit, wasn't there? Was, yeah, so it yeah. took us a long time to sign him. But Harry was hanging out to sign Hayden Fox uh, for seemingly years. Mm. And then he, when he came, he didn't seem to play much. Maybe he arrived injured or something, like Richard Hall did and mm. Simon he Webster. Went, but he's he went to Port and Harry went to Portsmouth, and he bring him with him to Portsmouth. So I, I have a vague member of Fox. I think he might have done. Yeah, I think he might have done. Yeah, but he barely played. So Tiernan was good, I thought, and uh, we were too tight to pay. I think they wanted, you know, five million for him or something. Oh, yeah, it was on loan money. Yeah, and we wouldn't pay it, and uh, that was a bit silly because he had a really good career either side of playing for us. He played a lot of games for every club he played for, you know, rather than, you know how players, quite often when they leave us, if you look at them on Wikipedia, they play about six times for about 20 clubs as their career goes into a long, slow (laughs) decline. And uh, Tiernan played a lot for a lot of clubs. And then he very sensibly retired really young and said, I have been hit on the head by a football enough times to... uh, um, to call it a day. Mm. I'm not going to get hit on the head anymore. And I think he coaches now. So he, I, I, I sort of think that possibly the Costa and Tiernan is the one I should have gone for. But what I did do is get the old gang together. Mark Reaper and Slaven Bilic. Oh, God. How and Mark solid. and the Czech Republic. You know, they were great. You know, we had both of them for a relatively short time. Reaper really grew into that role. Yeah, uh, he he was a little shaky when he first arrived, but by the end we loved him, the Grim Reaper. Uh, and Village was very classy, but very dodgy knees. Yeah, uh, you know, it was almost like knees. Reaper was like you know my particularly towards the end he was almost like this colossus player. He was huge. It just yeah. seemed to be like a real yeah. one of those doorstop play. You know, just literally nothing yeah. would get past him. Really solid. Carved out of granite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Statues on Easter Island. He was great. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, and, and you know, Bilic, it's good to have a central defensive pairing where sort of one of them kind of marshals the, the defence. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Bilic has in spades, his leadership, you know. Um, Very true. So, you know, yeah, to see uh, Reaper and Bilic back together, that, that would be good. I mean, we have to, with all of these players, it, we, we have to stress that we want them at their best. 
Uh, you know, some of these players, we uh, we didn't necessarily see their best all the time. Which brings me to our right back. Okay, yes. <coughs> Again, the European Union's been quite kind to us. What we do quite a lot is buy uh, full-backs at the end of their career. Uh, Stuart Pearce, Nigel Winterburn, yeah. Rufus Brevitt, Chris Powell, and uh, certainly two EU players we got towards the end of their career, Mr Guy Demel. The sophisticated smoking jacket wearing Guy Demel with cigarette holder. Uh, uh, and Lars Jakobsen, who I think was probably knocking on a bit when we got him. Yeah, yeah. Both of them were pretty good, I thought. Uh, but I've gone with, um, oh, I should mention, five of my 11 were hammers of the year. Five wow. of them. And another one was runner-up. Billich was runner-up to Dix. So five of them, because obviously McCloskoe was uh, Hammer of the Year. So my right back is another Hammer of the Year. It's Sebastian Schemmel I love from him. France. He was in my team. I loved him. He had one fantastic season of us for us, didn't he? Indeed. Actually, a good eleven would be an eleven Hammers of the Year. Yeah, that that would be a that would be, be a good eleven. That'd be good. Yeah, 11. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Sebastian Schemmel was fantastic when he first came for us, and then I think he might have had a year on loan for us and then we signed him permanently and his career fell off a cliff yeah. uh he just his form just deserted that happened quite a lot for us we'd sign players on loan and they'd do really well but as soon as they signed then the form just went out of the, out yes. of the <laughs> completely yeah, yeah there was like of that. course harita Ilunga, who uh yes must be in the at risk category for <laughs> coronavirus because he'll be in his early 70s by bless, now yeah completely something like that bless him yeah I like that. Like, when we got him, he was he was somewhere in his fifties when we when we got hold of him. Yeah, yeah, he was just about yeah. before pre um, pre bus pass, so he was all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like that. That's um, solid. But uh, of course, yeah. So that's my um, back four: is Labant, Reaper, Billich, and Schemmel. And I think that's all right. That's pretty solid, isn't it? I'm not being funny. Not is bad, it? is it? No, nah, that's good. Right, let's crack on with midfield then, then Phil. So left side midfield now. There are a couple of options here. One was, of course, Alessandro Diamanti, uh, who had a, a left foot like a magic wand. Um, but I was a little bit worried about his ability to sort of get up and down on the left, uh, because Good I point. can't remember how pacey Levant was, but I, I suspect not that pacey, but we would have had a good cross on him. So rather than a fancy Dan on the left doubling up with Vladimir Levant, uh, Levant I've gone for the very solid, reliable, professional Mark Keller from France. Now, Keller was, um, was a little bit of a utility player. Yeah, he was. Uh, like a Jonathan Spector or a Keith Rowland or a Kenny Brown. Uh, and was sort of kept out of the side in that position by Stan Lazaridis. Mm. Skippy. Uh, but Keller was good. He was a really good, solid player. He yeah. played for France. He, was a, he, was a, he knew what he was doing. Uh, never really let us down, you know. In the same way that, you know, in the cup final when Hayden uh, Mullins uh, was banned for the final. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Um, uh, Alan Pardew was fond of his wife. Um, Carl Fletcher. Carl Fletcher Allegedly. came in. And, and you knew he'd do a good job. Yeah. You knew it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying they're friends, Russell. They were just good Allegedly. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Kelly, you're right. He was, um, and again, I think I was watching one of the season reviews the other day, and, and he, he appeared very often scoring quite a few goals less goals more goals yeah. than I remember him scoring I think that's a great thing he about was, all of this you're going over old stuff and you look at stats you go yeah yeah so Keller was one of those yeah 
he was he was a tidy good player and i think sort of on the left hand side he would be good um now in central midfield um i was very tempted uh, by by spain's uh, pedro obiang uh and we're going to need a lot of legs in midfield for a reason I will explain in a minute. But um, we, we just need some legs there, as we always do, and in fact still do to this very day. Um, uh, arguably, we never replaced Billy Bonds. Um, but uh, Obiang looked, looked good. Just uh, unlucky with injuries. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was just establishing himself in the team under both Allardyce and uh, Billich, and then would get injured and then go missing for weeks and weeks and, and then would find it hard to get back in the team. I thought, you know, he was a little hard done by in his West Ham career, Obiang, but in a sense, it was difficult for the managers as well because he kept getting injured. And um, so I've gone, uh, just because I don't really know enough about Obiang, didn't see enough about him, of him, but we did see enough until he got injured of Valon Barami from Switzerland, who... The one thing you could say about that guy was that he had stamina. He, he would engine, keep he going for 90 engine, minutes, yeah. chased everything down for 90 minutes. And I, I think he would be good. So I've gone with uh, Valon Barami, central midfield. If this, if this midfield four uh, played in a sort of diamond formation, he would be protecting the back four. Mm -hmm. And the other central midfielder, Dimitri Payet, would be... Uh, weaving his magic so i've got a central pairing of barami and paye nice. in this 4-4-2 though it, it though he would possibly play in a slightly more advanced position if we went to a kind of made those central four diamond formation but i mean francis dimitri paye gotta be in there yep. gotta be in there now right wing right winger julian faubert again we're talking about injuries uh you know we we saw he got back to the form that, you know, the form that was advertised on the tin when we bought him <laughs> towards the end of his career. Yeah. But obviously, he more or less arrived injured. He, 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 he arrived and then ruptured his Achilles in a friendly or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came with a big fanfare, didn't, didn't he? Yeah. No, he did. He came with yeah. a big fanfare. Uh, but he did he play was, for Real Madrid. Yes, he did. Yes. Real Madrid's Julian Fobert. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was actually asleep for much of his Real Madrid was, career, he was, wasn't he, yeah, famously? He was so, um, so as far as Julian Faubert's concerned, I think he might still think to this day that he only dreamt he played for Real Madrid yeah, because he was actually asleep for much yeah. of his Real Madrid career. But um, uh, he could cross. Yeah. Um, we didn't see the best of him, but if we imagine a non-injured Julian Faubert, I think he... He gives you that pace up the left, and with Schemmel, who was quick up the, up the sorry up the right, yeah. with Schemmel behind him, I think that makes our right side very strong. And again, yeah. I'm stressing a fit Julian Faubert. Yes, and as you said, yeah, Schemmel used to love bombing down. I mean, the best I think our best right backs are the ones who bomb, and he used to bomb down yeah. that right back. And you know, so you could see him and Faubert potentially overlapping. Very yeah. strong. Yeah, absolutely, very strong. absolutely. Uh, you know, in fact, a kind of, you know, slightly underappreciated component of our wonderful uh, final season at the Bowling was Carl Jenkinson up the right. True, I mean, he, yeah. You know, 
um, lacked defensive qualities a bit, but boy, did he get forward and he could put in a good cross Jenkins. Mm. And he was, you know, he was quick as well. Uh, help, you know, Cresswell and Jenkinson at their best made that a really good team. Yeah. So up front, uh, of course, Dimitri Payet, Hammer of the Year. Up front, we have two Hammers of the Year. Uh, now he's, uh, he's on his own up front. In, I did have a notion of um, ordering him to play on the right instead of Julian Faubert. And he might do that, but he was his own man. It is, of course, Paolo Di Canio. Of course. Uh, my idea of forcing Paolo to play on the right... <laughs> Uh, would then mean that uh, it's probably be a stupid formation, but uh, Diamante would then be in. So we take Faubert out. Di Canio would be ordered to play on the right. Um, so you'd have Keller. You'd have one solid winger yeah. and then one madman playing on the right, <laughs> and then another um, madman with Diamante. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So it would it would be a pretty mad team uh, with Pia, uh, Diamante, and Di Canio in it. Oh, so I haven't. Di Canio is up front. He's one of the front two. No arguments there. He's Paolo Di Canio. Uh, he is partnering Marco Arnautovic. Oh, Arnie. Marco Arnautovic. 2018 Hammer of the Year and 2000 Hammer of the Year up front with 2016 Hammer of the Year behind them in the form oh, wow. of the So That, that, that uh, is some skill yeah. there. There's some skill there. There is some ball playing definitely there. Yeah. I love that. I mean, a team with uh, Pae, Arnautovic and Di Canio in it, uh, with the legs coming from the Lomber army, Schemmel coming up one flank, Bilic and Reaper in defence and Miklosko in goal. That's a football team. That's what, of course, with Arnautovic and Paolo Di Canio, uh, you would literally never see anybody head the ball. <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be a, there'd, be a, there'd be a bigger chance of Ludek McCloskey heading the ball than anyone in the sort of front six players. Uh, you know, you can only sort of hope that maybe Schemmel might arrive late and head it into the net. The back post, yeah. Maybe Barami. Barami might be. But, yeah. you know, when, they, when we had corners, Billich Reaper would get the corners. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, so, you know, they had the ball in. But... Um, Lovely. Certainly, Paolo and Marco are not keen headers of the ball. No, no. but uh, you know. But what, um, would have, what could have been? That sounded. It's, I mean, it's a it's a lovely uh, as a lovely ball playing eleven. I think it's great. It's yeah, really yeah, good. yeah, really good. And um, yeah. and it's it's. I, I appreciate how much effort you've put into this, Phil. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it's lovely. It's really nice, as you said. It's really good. Well, you know. What, what we've do we got do? a lot of time on it. We've got nowhere to go, have we? have got nowhere to go uh, at the absolutely. moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I might go outside in a bit yeah. and just see what the sun looks like. Yeah, well, it's actually, it's, it's peeing it down in Hornchurch at the moment, so um, it might be coming right, away soon. stopped here, but it's, oh, okay, it's, it's good. still a bit damp. Well, thanks very much for your time, Phil. It's been brilliant chatting to you. Thank you, Russ. Um, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's been really, really fun and, and hopefully you all enjoyed watching it. It was, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and, and please, you know, go through and like, like and share and uh, comment and watch yeah. all the others in the playlist and, okay. um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and take care and stay safe, Phil. And stay safe. Great. Thanks it's a lot, all, Russ. It's all going to be, re- it's all going to be really sort of, all of these videos are going to be really sort of outdated in about 
hopefully five weeks time where everyone's back yeah. to normal <laughs> but it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway well, thanks for a lot of, uh, this will be part of the huge raft of content that's been produced while exactly. everyone's on lockdown so people exactly. will be kind of watching things that were made on lockdown even when lockdown ends unless exactly. they're all outside playing volleyball in the sun yeah so, exactly you know. we're going to the pub uh, yeah yeah going to the pub brilliant all right thanks, mate Phil. cheers thanks man. russ take care cheers come on you irons come on you irons Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.